0: Chapter 64 of The Death Shot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. The Death Shot by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter 64 A Wild Farewell On Clancy and the hunter becoming engaged in their serious deliberation, the sisters also exchange thoughts that are troubled. The first bright flash of joy at their release from captivity, with Helen's added gratification, is once more clouded over as they think of what may have befallen their father. Now, knowing who the miscreants are, their hearts are heavy with apprehension. Jessie may, perhaps, feel it more, having most cause, for her dread is of a double nature that her affianced as well as her father. But for Helen there is also another agony in store, soon to be suffered. Little thinks she as Clancy, coming up, takes her hand, that the light of gladness, which so suddenly shone into her heart, is to be with like suddenness extinguished, and that he who gave is about to take it away. Gently leading her apart, and leaving Jessie to be comforted by Simmy, he says, "'Dearest, we've arranged everything "'for your being taken back to the mission.' The brave backwoodsmen, Woodley and Haywood, will be your escort. Under their protection, you'll have nothing to fear. Either would lay down his life for you or your sister. Nor need you be uneasy about your father. From what this fellow, Bosley says, the ruffians only meant robbery. And if they have not been resisted, it will end in that only. Have courage and be cheered you'll find your father as you left him and you she asks in surprise do you not go with us he hesitates to make answer fearing the effect but it must be made and he at length rejoins appealingly helen i hope you won't be aggrieved or blame me for what i am going to do what leave you leave me she exclaims her eyes interrogating his in wild bewilderment? Only for a time, love, a very short while. But why any time, Charles? Are you surely jesting with me? No, indeed I am in earnest, never more in my life, and never more wishing I were not. Alas, it is inevitable. Inevitable, I do not understand. What do you mean? With her eyes fixed on his, in earnest gaze, she anxiously awaits his answer. Helen Armstrong, he says, speaking in a tone of solemnity that sounds strange, almost harsh despite its gentleness. You are to me the dearest thing on earth. I need not tell you that, for surely you know it. Without you I should not value life, nor care to live one hour longer. To say I love you with all my heart and soul were but to repeat the assurance I've already given you. Ah, now more than ever, if that were possible, now that I know how true you've been and what you've suffered for my sake, but there is another, one far away from here, who claims a share of my affections. She makes a movement interrupting him, her eyes kindling up with an indescribable light her bosom rising and falling as though stirred by some terrible emotion. Perceiving her agitation, though without suspecting its cause, he continues, If this night more than ever I love you, this night greater than ever is my affection for her. The sight of that man, without the thought I have again permitted him to escape, is fresh cause of reproach. A new cry from the ground, commanding me to avenge my murdered mother. Helen Armstrong, relieved, again breathes freely. Strange, but natural, in consonance with human passions. For it is, was jealousy that for the moment held sway in her thoughts. Ashamed of the suspicion, now known to be unworthy, she makes an effort to conceal it. "'saying in calm tone, "'We have heard of your mother's death. "'Of her murder,' says Clancy, "'sternly and through his set teeth. "'Yes, my poor mother was murdered "'by the man who has just gone off. "'He won't go far before I overtake him. "'I've sworn over her grave. "'She shall be avenged. "'His blood will atone for hers. "'I've tracked him here, shall track him on.' Never stop till I stand over him as he once stood over me, thinking. But I won't tell you more, enough for you to know why I'm now leaving you. I must, I must. Half distracted, she rejoins. You love your mother's memory more than you love me. Without thought, the reproach escapes wrung from her in her agony. Soon as made, she regrets and would recall it for she sees the painful effect it has produced. He anticipates her, saying, You wrong me, Helen, in word, as in thought. Such could not be. The two are different. You shall know that, as I tell you, I've sworn to avenge my mother's death, sworn it over her grave. It is not an oath to be kept, I ask. I appeal to you. Her hand that has still been keeping hold of his closes upon it with firmer grasp while her eyes become fixed upon him in a look more relying than ever the selfishness of her own passion shrinks before the sacredness of that inspiring him and quick passes away her love is now mingled admiration yielding to it she exclaims go go Get the retribution you seek. Perhaps tis right. God shielding you, you'll succeed and come back to me. True as you've been to your mother. If not, I shall soon be dead. If not, you may know I am. Only death can hinder my return. And now, for a while, farewell. Farewell, and so soon. Oh, it is reflecting. So far she has borne herself with the firmness derived from a strong, self-sustaining nature. But hearing this word, wildest of all, she can now hold out no longer. Her strength gives way, and flinging herself on his breast, she pours forth a torrent of tears. Come, Helen, he says, kissing them from her cheeks. Be brave and don't fear for me. I know my man and... The work cut out for me by sheer carelessness i've twice let him have his triumph over me but he won't the third time when we meet next twill be the last hour of his life something whispers this perhaps the spirit of my mother keep up your courage sweet go back with simmy who'll see you safe in your father's arms. when there you can offer up a prayer for my safety and if you like, one for the salvation of Dick Darkie's soul. For I sure as I stand here, ere another sun has set, it will go to its god. But these solemn words, the scene ends, only one other exchanged between them, the wild farewell. This in haste, for at the moment Woodley comes forward, exclaiming, Be quick, Charlie. We must get away from here instanter. A minute more in this gleed, and some of us may never leave it alive. Jupiter and Harkness have brought up the horses and are holding them in readiness. Soon they are mounted. Haywood taking Jesse on his group, Helen having a horse to herself, the late belonging to Bosley, while the latter is compelled to share the saddle with Harkness. Haywood leads off, the suspected men ordered to keep close after, while Woodley reserves the rear guard to himself and his rifle. Before parting, he spurs along Clancy and holds out his hand, saying, "'He is me squeeze of your claws, Charlie. May the Almighty stand your friend and keep you out of old Nick's clutches.' Don't have any dubiousness about us. Though we should come across Satan himself with all his hell host, Simmy Woodley will take care of them sweet girls or go to grass trying. With this characteristic wind-up, he puts the sport to his horse and closes upon the rest already parted from the spot. Alone remains under the live oak. Clancy and the mulatto with horse, hound, and mule buried the emotions in Clancy's mind as he stands looking after, but all dark as clouds coursing across the winter sky, for they are all doubts and fears that most felt finding expression in the desponding soliloquy. I may never see her again. As the departing cavalcade is about to enter among the trees, and the floating drapery of her dress is soon to pass out of sight, he half repents his determination, and is almost inclined to forgo it. But the white skirt disappears, and the dark thought returning becomes fixed as before. Then, facing towards Jupiter, he directs, Mounts your mule, Jupiter. We've only one more journey to make. I hope a short one. At its end, we'll meet your old master, and you'll see him get what he deserves. His death shot. End of chapter 64